Welcome to the Provost Perspective. My name is Patrick. This podcast is dedicated to the opinions, thoughts, and experiences of my wife, Carolyn, and I's journey through marriage, children, and life as a whole. While the topics we discuss may be varied, we will do our best to orbit around marriage, relationships, love, and family. Welcome again, and we hope you enjoy. All right. So this week, we figured we'd just finish up the questions that we didn't get to last week. Um, I had fun conversation last week. I did. Yeah. I like that these questions were a little different than what we've done in the past. They're instead of just the straightforward answer and cut and dry, these have a little more depth to them and they yeah. require a little more story. So yeah, to speak. We, we had a pretty long conversation last week, so mm-hmm. I thought that might help this week too. Yep. All right, shall we go? Yeah, let's go. All right, picking up where we left off. Um, what makes us a good team? What could we do to be an even better team? Ooh, what makes us a good team? I think it's how well we accent each other. And we've talked about this before, but like we have some duality in personalities. We have some duality in thought processes, you know, and though we're a united front on most things, there's just enough difference that like, your emotionality makes up for my lack thereof um, kind of thing. So we, we do accent each other well and help cover each other's weaknesses, and that makes us a good team. I don't really know that there's a whole lot we could do that would make us better. I mean, you have the cliche answers. You know, we, we could always get better at communicating. We could always get better at planning. Um, we can always get better at some of those, like, normal everyday things but I don't know if there's anything like targeted that we could really get better at yeah I mean it's none of the big things because um it comes back to that we had those questions beforehand and early on so I mean there's not a whole left a lot left for us to compromise on or to have to come together and make giant decisions that we already don't really agree on so as a team Typically, when we've got something in front of us, I know both of us are 99% of the time going to choose the same direction anyway. Um, And that just makes a lot of movement forward with our family go a lot smoother. Yeah. And even if we're not going to be 100%, right, we're usually close at like an 80%. Mm -hmm. And then it just, it's a topic of conversation right quick to make sure we're both on the same page and we're okay with something. Right. Um, you know, for most of the major life decision stuff, uh, it's me bringing options to the table. Yep. Because um, I've learned over time that you're not very good with decisions. I hate making decisions. So, yeah. I mean, if you narrow it down for me and then tell me I've got to pick one of two. Yeah. And I know both are okay with you. I'm okay making the decision, but it still might take me a little bit. Yeah. Otherwise, I prefer to go, okay, I'm going to narrow it down and you're going to fucking pick because I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like where I'm at is I, I kind of, we've, we've figured out our rhythm. Uh, there are stuff that, I think there are things like in the relationship as a whole we could get better at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some personal stuff that we could get, you know, like mm-hmm. getting better at spending personal time together. And I know it's hard because we've spent so much time away from each other and apart over the last, you know, seven, eight years or so. Yeah. Um, that understanding that we've got to do with that bit of self-care and and get comfortable in our own zone yeah um 
is still something we could work at because we do spend quite a bit of time together um now yeah. yeah i think it just it's defaulted to a i got so used to you not being here and not being around that every time we have moments i like to take advantage of it instead of trying to take time to myself because you are here and you could take care of the kids for a little bit yeah just not good at that i know i'm pretty sure we'll fall into that at some point but yeah, control issues i do <laughs> <laughs> i like control all right let's see um this is a long one when was a time you felt that i listened to you really well what would you like us to discuss but have been hesitant to bring up so first part of the question first when was the time you felt that I genuinely really listened to you well can you think of a good example not really you've always been a generally good listener I was say not really you know I never mean? listen well I mean, there's that too but, <laughs> but no like you, you are genuinely a pretty good listener whenever I'm talking or I'm saying something I'm going through stuff um even if it's just stream of consciousness, brainstorming stuff, you do tend to do a pretty good job listening. Um, we oftentimes don't come to the same conclusions at the end of a conversation because mm -hmm. I've finished a brainstorming session and you've thought we've come to a decision. Um, yes. Sometimes that happens uh, yeah. quite frequently. <laughs> like, but, so we're doing this, right? <laughs> yeah. No, we haven't made a decision yet. But we talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it as a possibility. Yeah. No, I went with it. It was talked about. Yeah. So. Um, no, I don't, I don't really think so. I mean, like, nothing that comes out and goes, yes, this is that moment that you genuinely listened to me and, and felt invested in it. Because um, I think you generally do that well anyway. Most of the time, even when you're busy doing stuff around the house, if, I'm, if I bring up a topic of conversation, more or less everything else gets put on pause so we can have that conversation and right. then we continue on what we're doing. Like, yeah. it's never, you know secondary or tertiary thing uh, when we're having a conversation yeah no i feel the same with you you listen really well most of the time i think it's going to be funny i don't remember very well but i do listen very yes well. yes he's he's a great secret keeper because he won't remember a couple hours after you tell him <laughs> um i think one time that surprised me was um when i brought something up and with it in relation to my dolls i guess and you pointed out that you knew their names and you knew, oh, is that the one with this story or that one with that story? And I'm like, you were listening to me. <laughs> like you retained that information. So I think little moments like that stand out for me, especially that one. Because even a topic that you have absolutely no interest in, you do not give one shit about. Nope. You paid attention anyway because it's something I care about. So that made me happy. <laughs> you've got that look on your face like why yeah, do I um, know about dolls <laughs> I don't give two shits about dolls but when you've been surrounded by them for fucking <laughs> for years. 10 years yeah Yeah. What's the, so the uh, second part of it was what would you like us to discuss but you've been hesitant to bring up like us to discuss but I'm hesitant to bring up yeah again I don't really have anything because I'm not really somebody who sits on stuff right yeah like I will kind of bait it for a little while, um, you know, leave it on the shelf, stew it over. Um, and at that point, I either discard it and it never becomes part of a conversation and it just goes away. 
yeah. or it's something that I, like I don't really hold on to shit. If I if I need to talk about it, we talk about it. We may not talk about it in the moment, you know, but it might be a day or two down the line, or I might prime myself for the conversation, um, you know, like because I'm I mean, we've talked about me doing investing and buying land and you know all those things like I stewed on them for a while but I eventually brought it to you and we're like hey this is what I'm thinking and then you of course do your thing you wig out for a minute and because you you whenever a new idea is brought to you all of the possible avenues of approach populate in your head in an instant you get overwhelmed rapidly I weather that storm and then I talk you through my ideas. This, folks, is why he avoids telling me things. And you go, oh, Until okay. he's thought about them. Yeah. <laughs> like, things will happen at work, and there could be six possibilities. I'm not going to tell her when it's six possibilities. I'll tell her when it's two or three possibilities, <laughs> and then we can make a decision. Because if I tell her, like, hey, this might, and I've learned this to trial and error. I was like, hey, this yeah. might happen. You immediately go on the wagon of, oh, my God, this is going to happen. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, it might happen. <laughs> so, yeah. But there really isn't anything, like, in the big scope where I'm thinking of, oh, okay, we, I want to talk to her about this, but I don't know how to bring it up. Like, yeah, I don't really no. have those No, things. I think you might think about something a little longer than I would because I have diarrhea of the mouth, and as soon as something comes to mind, I have to dump it 100% in your lap. along with all of my opinions and ideas because if I don't it's gonna be gone yeah and for me I have to like judge it at that moment of okay is this something she wants me to engage in conversation on or is she just trying to dump this out of her brain so that it stops bothering her right and it could be any of those at any given moment and I never know which (laughs) one it is so I just sit here and let you dump until you're like are you going to say something? I'm like, if oh. I need a response, oh. it's like, so what do you think? And I'm like, oh, okay, so she wants a response. Okay, yeah, right. well, well, this is what I'm thinking. <laughs> um, I don't really hold on to stuff. Um, at least from my end, I definitely don't hold on to stuff. If I feel like it needs to be talked about, um, I'm going to bring it up and we're going to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, in that instance, if we're talking about holding on to things, yeah. No, I'll... I'll dump whatever idea I've got in my head, anything I'm thinking about, whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff from like, well, not even then. Like, I was going to say, I was going to say there's stuff from my past where like, I'm not going to bring up in conversation, but over the years, you've learned all, almost all those stories. Yeah. You know? Well, if I'm interested, I'll ask. So. Yeah. It's or if it's relevant to, to the current situation, I might bring it up. But right. I've had a colorful history. Yeah. I've had a boring one, so. <laughs> what else you got? All right. Let's see. Our last question here was, ooh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how am I doing as a husband or wife? So goes for both of us. And what one little thing could I do that would move it up a notch? So 1 out of 10 as a husband, I'm doing easily a 12. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no so, how am I doing, Goober? Oh, right. Uh, okay, so I'm supposed to critique you or we're supposed to critique each other? Each other, yeah. So, like, I'm supposed to critique myself? No. And you or just you? You critique me, I critique you. Okay. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, I would say you are easily, like, an 8, 9 to 9, 5, somewhere in there. Okay. Right? Uh, so, definitely on the high end scale. Um, 
the only really thing I could think of uh, to help like round it out and perfect it into a, a solid 10 um, is self-esteem, self-care. Um, I wish you loved yourself as much as everybody else in the house loves you, right? Like that's the one thing I think that if you could learn to love yourself um, and be okay with you and build that little bit of self-esteem that's gotten fucked up by people prior to me, um, that would, I think, bring it all the way up, you know, and help solve some of those little ankle biter issues that we have occasionally, you know. It's not an everyday thing. It's hell. It's not even a weekly thing majority of the time. It's just they pop up now and again where you're you're really hard on yourself and really negative on yourself sometimes. And that, you know, would be the only thing that I would correct. But otherwise, you're a fantastic homemaker. You're a fantastic wife. You're a fantastic mother. I don't really have any complaints on that that avenue at all. Oh, you have to say that. I don't. Actually. <laughs> the question says I didn't have to. It didn't say I had to be nice. Oh, well. Okay. That would be my feedback. What you got? Um, I, you know, realistically, it's going to sound cliche too, but I'd probably rank you about the same. Yeah. Um, and you definitely don't have a confidence issue at all. <laughs> no, but I'm a lazy shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> so... I mean, if we're talking what would take you up to that solid 10, like you'd mentioned, is um, finding an easier time of getting in touch with your emotions more. Um, you're not always amazing at showing everybody in the house how you feel. Um, so I think it'd be... Unless I'm grumpy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you haven't had your coffee yet. Um, just knowing that and just that extra little bit of... I mean, I don't want you showing up the house with and bouquets of roses every day that get old but just a little more in touch with your emotions and showing that you care just just that little bit more because you have a hard time touching into those or getting in tune with those and uh the other one maybe you know taking out the trash when i don't have to tell you (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that's fair i think that's a, a absolutely fair critique and it is something i have been working at the last year problem is it's like kind of feels like it's a dam you know yeah uh and if i pull that plug i'm never gonna be able to put it back in it's gonna be a whole bunch i'm just gonna end up being a fucking mess curled up in the corner <laughs> fucking crying over something i don't even know what it is and be like i'm fine leave me alone <laughs> um yeah but i think that's fair uh, the emotions piece and i and we talked about it you know when my dad was here uh, a couple mm-hmm. about a month ago or so um one of the things that i love about him and the person that he is is how he's never forgotten how to be a kid yeah right uh so when he gets in with the kids and he's playing with the kids and he's in the imaginative world and he's you know legos and role play and all this stuff it's like it brings me back to when i was a kid and how much i appreciated that from my dad you know and there's other things that i kind of wish he was better at turning that off when i got older and i needed that little bit more adulting style, right. style guidance. Yeah. Um, but as a kid, most definitely, like I, I looked at that. I was like, that's awesome, you know? Uh, one of the things he's said my whole life is growing up isn't, or growing old is inevitable. Growing up is completely optional. Optional, yeah. Um, yeah, your dad never grew up. No, but <laughs> it's something I love. Like he's never lost that love of life, you yeah. know? Um, that, that just joy in the moment. It was something that was taken from me along the way. And it's, it pops up every now and again. Um, and the more I work at it, the little bit easier it gets. Um, so that's something I'm actively working at. I'm working at trying to 
be in the moment, be present, enjoy it for what it is, and have fun with the time and space that I have given to me. Because definitely it's becoming more and more real with every passing month and year when I look at our eldest and how much of, you know, her childhood has just gotten lost in the shuffle because we've been moving here and moving there and doing this and doing that. We've been so busy that having child after child after child that we just, we forgot that we have kids that need parenting, you know? Yeah. Um, she's not that so independent. Yeah. So it's it's hard to know when she needs something. Yeah. And she won't say it. She you won't. Know? And it's not that. It's, I don't want to make it sound like it's a neglect thing. It absolutely isn't. It's just with her personality and how reserved she is. Mm-hmm. Um, you really have to pay attention to the little things to understand to to notice if she's having a hard day or a rough time or whatever. Because she's never gonna yeah. come out and say it. Like how many times has she been sick? You know, and, and she not just said a word. She just goes to bed. Yeah, you know takes herself I mean? to bed she and takes, takes care her, of herself. Takes care of herself. She's she's the strangest child. But Everyone should have one of our oldest. But Everybody. she's been like that since she was a very tiny toddler. Yeah, right. Like she was just like, oh, I don't feel well. I'm gonna go lay down, and then she just goes and lays down. Like the other three are not like that. They're no, very, no, very no. whiny, very like feed me, take care of me, and she's not. Yeah. And I feel like there's opportunities lost along the way as we've been trying to raise the other three and manage a house and, you know, getting all of our sticks in order because we didn't have the, well, like the things we talked about in the, in the podcast before is we didn't set the foundation to the house before we moved in. Right. Like we moved into the house and we were still trying to put up walls and put on roofs and build out and shore up the foundations. Right. Like because we were, we kind of jumped in this thing running like we didn't really take the time to put the foundations down, which would have made us yeah. more successful um, in the whole parenting family thing, right? And we didn't really know from the very beginning. We didn't know exactly what we wanted. Yeah. Um, we had expectations and we had conversations about what the future was like, but we never really talked about how we would get there. Yeah. And, you know. That's the big thing. You can have these lofty goals about what you want for your future and how you think <clears throat> things are going to go, but if you don't lay out how the hell you're going to get there, yeah, that's, uh, that's probably the, the bigger part of it is <laughs> more not what's going to happen, but how the hell you're going to get there in the first place. It took us quite a while to get that yes. um, rhythm of, okay, this is to understand that lesson of we've got to learn how to fix this, how to, how to get the... We ended up trying to change the tires on the bus while it's still rolling down the highway. Yep. Um, it's and it's just because it, that that bus is life. Like you 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 can't pull off and change the tires. So, um, but it wasn't the perfect start. So, we've made mistakes along the way, and we are by no means perfect. But it was something that we could, you know. Yeah. Um, you take don't want to miss those from. steps with your kids, and if you feel like you have missed some of those, get on it. You know, it's never too late to start those things. Yeah. Um, because all those old people that you roll your eyes at in the grocery store when they tell you to enjoy it because it doesn't last long, I mean, they're not lying. I mean, you blink and suddenly your seven-year-old daughter is 12. Yeah. Well, and the other half of the coin is like, I remember when the youngest was a toddler, or not even a toddler, like 
one or two and screaming and yelling and throwing and breaking stuff. And I was just like, oh, I can't wait for him to get over this. Yep. And now I sit here and I look at pictures on the computer or, you know, I just catch him in the right light. And I'm like, man, I miss it. Yep. You know, there's there's things I miss about having young kids in the house and not everything. You know, I, I don't miss diapers. I don't miss the sleepless nights. But I miss those moments when they want to come sit in your lap and cuddle and, you know. I don't they know. actually want hugs and kisses from you. Yeah, they want the attention. And I'm glad that we've, we've raised, you know, um, more independent children who are capable of taking care of themselves and um, they want to do things on their own and I really appreciate that. But I feel like in the shuffle we've missed yeah. opportunities to give them experiences and lessons um, that we maybe could have. Yeah. It's like you spend those first couple of years saying to yourself, I can't wait until they're older and they can do things by themselves. And then they get to that point and then you're complaining that you miss when they needed you. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't know, just be happy in the moment that you have with them. Because it really does go way too fast. Yeah, there's definitely, and there are still opportunities there's still things we can do to you know give them foundations for successful life but you know stuff that we i wish that we had uh taken those opportunities on earlier but i think we've gone far outside of the scope of that last question though yeah yeah no um so i'm glad to know that i'm almost a 10 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't uh as far as, as you and our relationship goes i don't really have any major complaints um you know, wish you'd take care of yourself a little bit better or as well as you take care of everybody else. But Yeah, I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I also know that's a little bit of a pipe dream. Uh, <laughs> when your husband wants you to do more stuff for you, it's unusual. <laughs> you deserve it. Oh, see, he's good. <laughs> All right. I know All right, I'm kidding. Oh. He's a 10. <laughs> <laughs> So I know it's a little bit of a shorter one, um, but we'll... Uh, next week's going to be good. Yeah. Should I catch you up on next week. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please reach out on Instagram and Facebook. We would love to hear your feedback or suggestions on our next topic. See you next week.